0: Kuden radio, Kuden podcast call, it's cool with me. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and let the algorithms do their thing and let people know that I'm on, uh, unless they're waiting. Let me bring up the chat feature here so I can see uh, who might be on, who's posting, all that wonderful stuff, All right. Uh, so it's episode 75, so let's give this a really, really, really good lead off, okay? Awesome. So, uh, let's, just, let's just throw one out there, okay? Um, if you cannot do what you cannot do, when you must, you will die. That's from the Grand Master. I'll be right back. So, the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us, concerned citizens, worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world? How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kuden Radio, real training for real people in a real world. Hey, look, I'm back. I made the transition well this time. (laughs) Getting good with things, right? Anyway, uh, I I was going to do this with, uh, like, no glasses on, but I didn't bring my contacts with me, so let me just rearrange this a little bit. Awesome. Okay, doing it from the dojo again today. So, um, how has everybody been? It's been, like, two and a half weeks since I did the last episode. Where the hell have I been? Well, uh, I wouldn't wish uh, having a house fire on anybody. So... um, that's still progressing. For those of you who are still trying to catch up with all that stuff, we had house fire back in March, right? Um, not quite the middle of the month, but close enough, right? And um, so, you know, the insurance company does their thing. They bring other companies in that are supposed to clean things up, pack things up, move it, put it into storage, all kinds of things. Let's just say that things do not go um, as uh, described, right? it's kind of like the marketing, right? Uh, very often the service doesn't match the uh, the marketing, right? Have you ever had one of those moments, right? Where you uh, you're watching this thing or you're, you're reading, you know, all the, all the all the information and everything, right? And then you get that thing. And you go, "Really?" Now what? Right? So, anyway, the fire has been kind of like that, right? Um and so, you know, now we're vetting um, we're vetting contractors. They come in, give us their sales pitch. We just got the the estimates back to send the insurance company. Now we can't send them because the basic instructions weren't followed, and the insurance company's not going to accept it. Just bullshit, right? Uh, but anyway, so I see I've got, I got some folks uh, jumping on. So welcome uh, anyway so uh, what the hell does this have to do with uh, martial arts and self-defense training everything okay because if you've ever if you've ever been in a bad knockdown dragout situation and I'm not knocking these things because you know people wear them as a badge of honor I'm not talking about the barroom fight or the the high school hallway or you know parking lot after or class or you know whatever i'm talking about those kind of fights right because they tend to be like you know not that you're not trying to hurt the other person but it's like i don't know it's like the old old days racing for you know, racing cars on the strip right and you're racing for pink slips. for those of you too young to understand what that means that means whoever loses the winner gets your car okay um but it's really about bragging rights right you know because everybody figures it out and, and works their way out and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I'm talking about being in one where they're going to fucking blow your brains out or they're going to rip you open with a freaking knife or, you know, they're going to stomp you and leave you for dead somewhere. Um, and don't give, give a shit one iota about you. And I don't mean the, you know, like I said, the high school iota, you know, kind of thing. Cause the guys that are fighting are two freaking peacocks that are trying to be the, the, the top dog, right, for, for that, hap, that that graduating class or whatever, right? Um, everybody's trying to find their way. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones who, um, you know, you're just, you're just a piece of human meat that they want to get something from. Uh, could be bragging rights, but uh, typically not that, right? So, again, I'm not, I'm not knocking people that that's their badge of honor, but once you've had some really bad freaking – uh, situations, you, you, you look back on those things very, very differently, right? Um, so, uh, again, what, what does all this have to do with, with self-defense training? Well, let me go back to one of my original statements, which was, let's just say that things don't often turn out the way they've been described or sold to you or whatever, right? So, Again, if you've ever been in a situation like that and then gotten into a martial arts or self-defense class, you might've had to try to mentally reconcile the difference between the reality that you faced, the reason, right, that you went looking for training and what you're experiencing, okay? Now, I'm not saying that it's not gonna be different. Of course, it's gonna be different. I say this over and over again. The dojo and dojo training, is not the street, okay? The, the dojo training is not the fight, okay? But dojo training or academy training or self-defense classroom training, whatever it is, right? Whatever context you're in, um, it better provide the tools and means and mindset and strategic thinking and, and things like that, that even if you're working them in isolated drills to develop things because you can't do them all at one time, to the degree that you do them on the street, because you like the person that you're training with, right? Um, They still need to prepare you for that thing, right? Um, More than just teaching you monkey moves, right? Because again, I I say this over and over again, any monkey can do the moves, right? Um, And and everybody, you know, then you strut around because look what I can do. Fantastic, okay? You know what? Nobody gives a shit, okay? Least of all is the guy who wants to beat, break, or kill you. He care what you know. As a matter of fact, if you've done the study or done any of the studies that I've done or any of my friends have done, uh, some of which are actually uh, either asking or looking at studies that were done where uh, actual attackers, right? I mean, like, gang warlords, right? These kind of people, right? Ones with scars and... You know they've come that close to dying, right? Um, and they're willing to before they're 25, kind of thing, right? Um, what you find out is none of these people give a rat's ass or a piss in a bucket about people that take martial arts, because what they've seen on the street and what they see from most of the people that are training and practicing martial arts, one, it doesn't connect, right? There's it's called cognitive dissonance right there's a disconnect right it doesn't what the hell is that right but they're not worried not even a little bit okay so if we're going to be training we have to we have to recognize that we have to recognize that you have to be willing to go farther than that person is and at the moment i'm talking about the person who doesn't believe they're going to survive past 25 and know that It's quite possible that they get into it with the wrong person. They're going to die. Okay? So if you don't get that, it's kind of like when I do uh, uh, defensive handgun training or defensive uh, firearms training, right? I take people to the range, and we're very specific about things, right? There's safety and all kinds of things, right? We have to worry about stray rounds. We have to worry about hitting our targets. Uh, One of the things we always talk about is you can't miss often enough to win, right? So I don't give a shit how many bullets your friggin' magazine and your in your uh, weapon carries okay is it a plus sure it cuts down on the number of times you need to reload unless you're the sprayer prayer kind of person and you just indiscriminately fire rounds downrange right there's so there's a whole bunch of things that we cover right but a lot of those things the bad guy doesn't do okay so if you're counting on him to do that because you do it my grandfather used to say, then you're barking up the wrong tree, boy. Okay. And he wasn't country. I don't know why I even used that inflection. He was Jewish. So he, oh, uh, uh, shit. He used a different inflection. Anyway, so cool guy. Anyway, um, so, uh, you know, they don't give a shit about how many rounds they fire. They don't, they're not worrying about hitting their target with the least amount of rounds. They're worried about doing what they're doing. So if it's escaping, they're gonna do the spray, not pray. They're just gonna unload as many uh, as many rounds as possible because they probably have somebody else that's gonna restock them, right? They're not going out and spending their own money. So either their boss or the, the gang in general from all their uh, um, non-socially acceptable money uh, producing endeavors, you know, their thievery and shit, right? Uh, that's buying all the rounds or the stuff that they stole, right? So they don't care about anything like that, right? They don't care about um, collateral damage. They don't care about hitting the wrong person with their round like we do, right? Um, that, right? Um, they don't care about going to jail for doing it wrong, right? Or making the wrong decision uh, or pulling the trigger at the wrong time like we do, Okay. Make sure as shit don't worry about trauma, about hurting another human being. So, see we have to reconcile these things and these things our, our training has to take in, these things into account, right? So, I let everything off with a quote that Hatsumi Sensei had said uh, a long time ago. He said he said these things in class. Um, but this this may show up in one of the books or whatever. In mean, the number of books that I've read and and video trainings and the amount of time in Japan and and all these other seminars, taikais and things. Um, things at this point, shit's just bleeding together. But anyway, um, you know, he has said, and this sounds kind of like a, I don't know, one of those Zen colons that gets your brain to lock up, right? Um, Because every time I say it to people, 99.9% of the folks just kind of like, give me that blank stare back. Like um, it doesn't make any sense. You just said the same thing twice. So if you missed it the first time, I'll repeat it. If you cannot do what you cannot do when you must, You will die. Wait, if you cannot do what you cannot do, well, if you can't do it, of course you can't. So, see, it starts to make sense, right? But, you know what, I should have brought, let me grab an easel and a whiteboard, I'll be right back. if you're working your NIN and you're still being uh, patient. Be right back. Almost there. All right. Sorry, this analogy just popped into my head. So we're going to run with it because that's how I, I don't know, run, roll, give, whatever. Anyway. All right. So uh, if if you're one of my students and you've been with me for a while, you know uh, like I teach this on a regular basis, right? This is just one of those things, right? I usually use it, um, as a way to teach about the mastery process, right? Because I'll ask people, what's mastery?" Um, you know, and I get all kinds of weird definitions. It's kind of like asking somebody what wisdom is, what enlightenment is, or whatever, right? It's it's really difficult to, to, to jot down. So I find that sometimes pictures help, right? But this is about, um, like understanding, right? So, here's this statement, right? If you cannot do what you cannot do when you must, you will die, right? So see, people tend to think about what they can do and what they can't do. And then there's a gap in there, right? So if there's techniques that I don't know, oh, shit, I better run around and collect those things, right? So I can learn those. See, now I know, right? Yeah, but do you know them to the extent that you can save your life or somebody else's life with them, or just good enough in the dojo where you're not going to trip over a curb or, uh, you know, Get, uh, get jammed between your car door and the frame of your car because you just like open the door to get out of your car and jack wagon's right there like attacking you, right? Uh, those kind of things, right? Can you do it in a confined space? Can you do it or do you know when that technique is appropriate when it's not appropriate or are you just know the trained train monkey? Okay, anyway, all right, so, but again, there's this disconnect, right? So let's do this, all right? If I, if I had everybody prepare before class, Right? I might have had you like set up this way or, or already get set up with a piece of paper and all that. Hopefully, everybody can see that, right? Using black and all that, okay? So, um, let's do this. And this is being generous, okay? So see that? We made a big old pie, right? Kind of a big old piece, whatever, right? Okay? so. Like I said, if you've been one of my students, you might have been walked through this exercise uh, because I've done things like on uh, telecoaching, uh, weekly audio classes with with people and all that kind of stuff. So I had you make a big circle, right? Cut out a quarter piece of the pie, divide that in half, right? That kind of thing, right? And then, right in one section right here, right, we're going to write the known node. Again, there I am. The hell is wrong with me today? I keep repeating myself, right? The known, known. Okay. In another section, right here, we're gonna write the known unknown. Okay. So if we were interacting, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, you guys can type things into comments and all that if you want. Uh, I've got what half a dozen or more people on. I know it's. Of a weird place in the day where a lot of folks are, you know, working and all that, or maybe just listening in on on their uh, audio system or whatever. That's fine, right? But uh, in in this section right here, the known, known, right? So, the question to ask is tell me, or the question I want to ask you is tell me something you know that you know. I'll give you a a really quick, simple one for me, right? I know how to tie my own shoes. Uh, I was born before all the parents were running around buying their kids. Uh, Velcro so they didn't, they didn't have to worry about it and the kid never had to learn a survival skill. Okay? Um, but I know the time I shoots, own right? I know to speak English. So I'm throwing out super simple ones that people tend to overlook but, right, what do you know? Okay? So you can make a list of th- things that you know, you know. And then you can run over here and uh, you can think about things that you know, you don't know. Okay? right? like i don't know how to say hello how are you in yiddish i don't know how to say you in most languages right uh i speak one well and three i'm kind of crippled at right but i get by um but you know like i don't know how to say hello how are you in uh russia i used to right way back in the day right but didn't practice can't remember right Uh, I can barely remember some of the Korean that I learned during the year that I lived there. Uh, But anyway, right? So make a list of things that you know you don't know. Okay? So, but this is the realm. Different color here. Again, hopefully it shows. Let's uh, blue doesn't often show up in video. So this is the realm of the known. The realm of the known, Okay. This is where 99.9% of students oh, shit. 99% of the, of the entire world focuses here, okay? And so what you have, right? This is stuff you can do something with, right? Okay. I know I know this so I can use it, right? On a day-to-day basis. I can solve problems with it, all that kind of stuff, right? I know I don't know certain things, which is fine, right? So I can either do what losers do and I can accept it right or successful people tend to see this as a choice area right that means that if i think it'll serve me i have the choice to go take something in this one and move it over here right i can study yiddish I can, or hebrew i can study uh russian i can relearn that sentence i can whatever right um i can i can take things from here and move it over here or i can just accept the fact that. I, that's not important to me. Okay, uh, My dad used to climb inside of cars and fix engines and all that kind of stuff. Um, what that meant was uh, for the better part of my life, we our, our car was like parked and being worked on, right? So I resolved as a, as a very young person, right? That, Okay, I can change oil, uh, replenish uh, windshield wiper uh, fluid, uh, all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, change spark plugs, right? Um, and then they did what they did with cars now. And I go, yeah, okay, I can still do those things, but the rest of it, I'll pay somebody else because if they screw it up, they got to fix it for nothing. If I screw it up. Mm, okay. So that's just one of those things where, you know, other madly men might look at me and go, you don't know anything about cars. That's funny. man. you call yourself a man. I do actually, right. A very smart one. Okay. So this one knows his limitations. And this one also knows that my forte and my, my strengths lie in other areas. So, I pay people good money to keep my car working just fine, okay? So anyway, and that, that's a whole other thing, right? Making money, right? Instead of complaining that you don't have it or those people have it and we don't, and whatever, right? Uh, so there's a whole mindset to this stuff. Um, the, the number of things that I learned from training in this system from my teachers that has absolutely nothing to do with ducking punches but being successful in the world, uh, it's just fucking mind-boggling. Right. Anyway, so this is the realm of the known. What that means is this is the stuff that I, I can do something with. Right. I have choice. Right. Stuff that I know I know. Right. I, I have choice. Right. Maybe it serves in the moment. But you know what? I'm going to let him do it because he needs to practice or um, you know, whatever. Okay? Somebody will take care of it. Right. I know how to do it. But whatever. OK. Or I know how to do it. I'll take care of it. I got it. Right. Over here, there's a whole boatload of things that I know about in the world. I know they exist. I know I don't know how to do that thing, right? I don't know how to fly a rocket ship. I don't know how to build one. I don't know even how to you know, do the math for the uh, trajectories and all that kind of stuff, right? That, but I'm okay with that, right? If, if that ever comes around, maybe, right? But I have a, see, Ninja always have like networks, right? So things I can't do, I can make a phone call or send a text or an email or whatever. And, and get things done. That's one of the first lessons I learned as a white belt. All ninja in the 20th, now 21st century, have created ninja networks just like the networks in the old days. Okay, the trick is: can you operate from your from your tuning ninja mindset, middleman, supervisor, um, uh, like M in, in uh, the Bond movies, right? Can you can you network and get things? happen without you being the agent running around and ducking bullets, okay? So anyway, this is the realm of the known, okay? Everything else in here, pull my red back up here, is the realm of the unknown unknown. So when we talk about mastery, The job or the the process of mastery as you're learning, right, is to add things to both areas that widen this. It'll never take in everything because you'll die trying to know everything that exists in the world, right? But the process is adding to this because the reality is that just like... Uh, the gyokuryu, uh one of the schools, right? Right. There's this lesson with hicho, right? Uh, we, we have hicho, right? Because you're on one leg and how do you operate on one leg? Except that in the makimono, not the Dencho, where the monkey techniques are. In the makimono, right? It says never get caught on one leg. How about that for another contradiction, right? Except that we're freaking bipeds, Right? We only have two legs, not four, not three, whatever. That means that we're in a constant state of shifting balance. And when we're moving, when we're in motion, we're on one leg, one foot, more often than we're on both. But just like you can't steer until both feet are on the floor, right? Until you start from that kind of position, It's very different, difficult. I'm not saying that you can't do this taekwondo, move kind of thing, pivot on your foot and all that kind of stuff, except that you didn't move out of this space. So anything coming into the space, hope that kick was able to move it. But if something's not here, you can't do anything with it. Okay. So Hatsumi Sensei, the Grandmaster's statement: if you cannot do what you cannot do when you must, you will die. Okay. So what happens when you face somebody or that you're dealing with somebody or a group of somebodies or a situation in life not fists and, and knives and all that kind of stuff but i don't know a sudden emergency popped up and now you need to crap money right uh and you didn't have the forethought to get insurance or whatever right now what right all these things right so if you don't if what you have isn't enough And you don't have other things to dip into, right? And that's what you need to be successful in the moment, you die. Now, you may not die physically, right? But you could die financially, you could die emotionally, you could die relationship wise, because, you know, go along with not enough stuff for long enough and somebody else that you're with that needs more stuff. Lord. Right, you'd be loving that person from a distance. Anyway, there's all kinds of ways to die. Right, you could end up in a depression. All these, so psychological death. There's all kinds of uh, stuff. Right, but the, the idea here is that we need to understand that there's more to this thing called self-protection. Right, that's why I don't like the term self-defense. Right self-protection, right? There's more to that than just learning as many cool techniques as possible, right? I mean, in all honesty, how many friggin' techniques can you memorize or can you learn, right? Um, and how do you know if you didn't leave something uncovered because, well, you know, the reality of violence, again, all, all these things, remember, I, I told you my origin, origin story way back in episode 69, so if you didn't listen to that and, and why I have the mindset and the perspective that I do, uh, you need to listen to that, right? Um, or, you know, no, you don't, right? You just guess, right? Like everybody else does. Anyway, so uh, one of the things that I learned was that violence is like a double-edged sword, right? Violence is both random and predictable, okay? But to, not to us at the same time, because if we're predicting violence, um, we're either hypervigilant or we're paranoid. That doesn't mean there couldn't be cues and clues that tell us that, hmm, maybe I need to start taking action now before he gets close enough to punch me in the face or stab me in the throat or whatever, right? Um, but it's, it's, it's a two-way street, right? Typically, I'm talking typically, right? This is a general statement, right? So I'm not splitting hairs with people that just like to argue, right? That's you. Go take that somewhere else. Be a politician, right? They they like that stuff or a lawyer. Um, No offense to my lawyer friends. (laughs) Anyway, right? So um, to us generally, right, violence is random. What that means is we never know when it's going to happen, what shape it's going to take, where we're going to be how we're going to be dressed, who we're going to be with. You get the idea, right? No freaking clue, right? But generally speaking, and uh, my friend Mark Boer, uh, who runs uh, Veritas uh, Systems, Defense Systems, something like that, right? Um, He teaches uh, police and military and all that. Uh, He's out of Arkansas. As a matter of fact, we did an urban survival series a couple of years back. Um, Anyway, um, he did a bunch of research on this, and we found that in only a few percentage wise only a few cases right violence was not random at all from the from the aggressor side okay and while many don't already have like a, a whole battle plan laid out they've been thinking about this shit for a while right every time they think about like somebody that upset them and, and wanting to hurt that person or whatever they start thinking about how they would do that right they start they think about it on the job, they think about it at home, they think about it at Walmart or at the grocery store or what, okay? So they're way ahead of the game, right, when it comes to this stuff, right? So rarely, if ever, does anything come out of nowhere, okay? So if we're not working things into our training that take into account different environments, different types of clothing we might be might have on. Um, uh, I said environments, but that's, you know, everything from the footwear that you wear uh, on a surface that you could be on or uh, locations, right? My wife and I love to travel, Okay, right? One of the things I always do is just research what kind of criminal activity goes on uh, at or near the place where we'll be visiting. Because again, the brochures paint a beautiful picture. Man beautiful vacation and yet hundreds or of people are pickpocketed or stabbed or whatever um, every year in those same damn locations right so uh there's things that have to be thought about right now i say you have to do it but you're a grown-up you don't have to right you're a grown-up You do whatever the hell you want right because that's what grown-ups do that's what we've been telling ourselves since we were a kid remember Right? Way back when mom and dad pissed you off, right? When I grow up, I'm going to do whatever I want because grown-ups get to do whatever. Uh, really? It's been my experience that we have way more freaking rules than I ever had when I was a kid. And if I could go back, I would shut my freaking face and do those chores that took me 15 minutes to a half an hour, get them done, get them out of the way, and do whatever the hell I wanted after that because look at all the time I had on my hands. The rules I had to follow were the rules that mom and dad imposed. And even though my dad was a, it was a violent ass, Right? As long as you didn't stir the dragon, or he was at work, or wherever, right? Then, right? It's a good deal, right? Now, shit, tell me some aspect of your life that doesn't have a rule or a, or a, a law or whatever, that either, you get, either get you fined, warned, or to- have your ass tossed in jail, right? So, yay, adults. But anyway, as my teacher reminded me, right? you're a grown-up. You do whatever you want. People that know better would recommend or suggest that you don't do half that shit, but... do what you want right so here's the thing right again i'm going to toss out a couple of couple of things that are burned into my mind into my memory that teachers have given me along the way um that just kind of kept pointing me in these directions okay um uh, some of you guys know who i'm talking about when i talk about shidoshi bud malmstrom um (laughs) texas born georgian raised romping or 145 pounds of Romp and Stomp in Hillbilly Hell is how he described himself in the one book that he wrote called Warriorship. It's funniest crap, right? Both the, simultaneously, one of the funniest people I know, one of the most honest and trustworthy people I know, and one of the most, he better be on your side in a dark alley person I know, or you're not in for a good day kind of thing, right? So, um, you know, people would do dumb shit in class and he'd go, These ideas you have, they better be right, because if they're not, or in a different framework, you do something stupid, he'd go, you do that on the street, your wife better look good in black, or in the case of the ladies or whatever, right, okay, your significant other, whatever, better look good in black, okay? Uh, And I hope you understand the connotation, right, because... You know what's the what what's the what's the downside of getting a test in school wrong? What's the downside of telling your boss to kiss your ass? You quit? Well, maybe you don't get a chance to quit. Maybe you get fired before right? What are the downsides, right? You get a bad non passing grade, you get canned and have to go look for another job, whatever. What's the downside to getting this stuff wrong? We all know, right? Hospital bed, crutches, morgue, nice looking tombstone. People talking about you, you in, in hopefully a good light, six months or a year or whatever from now until they forget most of the time that you were in the life. Okay. So, um, I had a couple of these things. I probably should have written them down. But, um, yeah, so we have to be careful with with how we think about the training, okay? Because this, like a lot of things in our lives, is really the answer to a problem, okay? It's like Think about going back to school again. I remember when I was in in, – high school, we'll just, we'll just pick a time, right? High school, because I think that's the time, well, maybe even junior high school, now they call it middle school, but um, th- there was this window of time when there was a good percentage of students that the, the most common thing out of their freaking face was, and I'm, I'm guilty of thinking of thinking it, but what I really wanted to know was, okay, how is this going to serve me and why do I need to know this? How, how will this help, right? Because uh, I was one of those weird kids that liked to learn. So I soaked things up like a sponge, but still there were times, right? And it was really helped on by a teacher. And I'll explain this in a minute. It was really helped on by a teacher who told me why I had to do this one thing. and it had nothing to do with the thing. Okay. Then I learned this again in Mikyo, right? Um, and these different teaching methods and how the Japanese are just better suited for some of these things that are really, really important uh, than we are. But um, so... Uh, the, the most common thing that came out of people's faces was, like, what am I ever going to have to know this? Like, whatever, right? Okay? You should see the sheepish grins on people's faces in the dojo when I talk about cutting a certain angle, or being a certain distance, or whatever, right? Timing, distancing, physics shit, right? Sometimes just general science, but it turns out to be physics, right? Geometry, all those kind of things, right? Now, do you have to do like a math thing and, and equate the side of an isosceles? Track? No, no, right? But what I kind of remind people when we're doing this stuff is, you know, they'll be floundering around with it. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll say, remember when you were in school and you had these thoughts or you actually said these words? What am I going to have to learn this? Why do I have to learn this? What am I going to use this in my life? Now to save your life. Okay? It's kind of like in, in – English class, right, or whatever your native tongue is, right, and you learn this grammar rule, okay, um, that's needed to If you apply it properly, okay, because it's about success and endurance and being able to persevere and overcome odds. Overcoming odds in the job market is getting the job over the other 300 freaking candidates that are in the in the pool, that are in the running, okay? So if on my CV or my resume or my application, I use this grammar rule that makes me sound freaking smarter, <laughs> smarter than everybody else, and the job has something to do with communications or leadership or whatever, and that stands out and that's what got me the job, that's freaking need to. Okay. But everybody gets all focused on the dojo, right? Like within these four walls, you know, the right, because with these fantasies, right? Okay. Anyway, so, uh, but often what we want to do is we want to skirt around things because, you know, we don't understand the point of it, right? Well, no shit, right? It's over here. We didn't even know it existed. One of the jobs of a teacher is to let you know about things, not just how to do things with your body against his body. That's part of it, right? But let you know things and let you know about things that you're going to need to have to handle or might have to handle that you didn't even know existed, right? I mean, think about it. Have you ever been in class? I don't care if it was in this training or you were in a self-defense class or whatever, right? And you got hit someplace or something got tweaked or you learned something or whatever and you had to stop and go, holy crap. I didn't even know I had that muscle. I didn't even know your body could do that. I didn't even know I didn't even know that country existed. I didn't, I didn't know dead, 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 Right. Okay. Great. Well, now you do, right. Cause somebody just helped you move something that was in their realm of the known, right. Just moved you from here over there. Right. Okay. And of course as good teachers, we always leave it up to the students as to whether they're going to frequent practice or not. Right. And we know who doesn't, who doesn't. right? Okay? Just by the corrections we make in every class. If you keep pointing out the same damn thing over and over and over again, then you keep learning it over and over and over again, but you're not practicing it to the point where you know it, right? So, again, cop, battered kid growing up, whether it was bullies or this freaking monster that helped to raise me and teach me how not to live. um, I learned just how much bullshit is out there. And not just bullshit like, you know, you go to classes and you have to worry about whether this guy knows what he's talking about or she's teaching you the right things or whatever. But I'm also talking about the way that students delude themselves. Okay? I don't know if I told you, uh, some of you know the story, some don't. Uh, I don't know if I shared it in a recent uh, episode here or not. But um, I, was in, I was at Ishizuka Sensei's dojo in Japan one time. And this happens more than just this one. This is just the story that pops out. Right. And I'm trained with this other black belt. Right. Um, and see, when I go to Japan, I typically take off like my bougie rank patch and, and things like that. And um, I tend, tend to fit in. So unless they know who I am and what position and I because I'm there to learn. I'm in student mode. Right. I'm not there. I'm there to visit some of my friends and, you know, say hi and train with other people that I know from around the world and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not there to be a teacher. I'm there to fill in my own gaps right and I'm there to be exposed to more of this stuff. I don't drop four, thousand dollars to go to a freaking foreign country and you know live on a shoestring budget or whatever so I can do as much training and, and exhaust myself for a week or two or whatever um, for somebody to tell me how fucking fantabulous I am right and to give me and to throw more rank at me oh look at me. Ooh. Okay. No. Okay. I go there to have more of this shifted into there. I know I'm not going to remember most of it. So if you've ever gone with me, you know how many notebooks I fill up, right? During a given trip, get it over here. Right. So I can, right. So I know about that, but, oh, I didn't know you could do it that way. Oh, okay. So there's no variation, right? Oh, I didn't even know about that pressure point. I should probably practice that, get that in my arsenal. So if I'm aligned right, bang, I can hit right. So my training trips are about moving more of this. That's why I train with people that are so far beyond me. Right? My teachers are so far beyond me. They're as far beyond me as my students think I am beyond them. And that's the way it should work. Right? Otherwise, you need to, if if you are like if that close to your teacher. One of two things are going on right here. Either you think you're better than you are, and they're not challenging you, in which case you need another teacher, right? Or they really are that bad, and you're catching up on them, and pretty soon you're they, they're not there's not going to be anything for them to teach you. You need another teacher, okay? So, uh, but anyway, there's all this mind. Stuff going on, right? So uh, I know that wasn't a glitch in the audio. I just kind of clipped my wording. So, but but the reality here is that this all goes back to the consequences, right? What's the consequences of blowing your paycheck? Your bills don't get paid. You got some struggle. You got to wait for more money to come in, or you need to take out a loan or whatever, and you make it work and you whatever, right? What are the consequences of? Uh, not being able to do the hard stuff as a parent because you want to be your kid's friend and then they grow up enabled or not enabled but um just thinking that they're rich and everybody in their lives including you because that's what you taught them um are servants and they don't have to work for anything right and then you bitch and complain because they're that way duh right so um what are the consequences, right? We end up with a shithead for a kid, right? That's now an adult in the world making other decisions, right? And screwing up other people's lives, okay? Right? All because I didn't want to tell them no. I didn't want them to be, have them be mad at me. I didn't want to tell them I, 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 I know what that felt like when I was six and my parents told me no. Oh, boo hoo. Anyway. <laughs> What are the consequences of these things, right? Is it going to kill you? No, right? Might they eventually learn a lesson? Sure, they might encounter somebody that jacks their ass and and they get it together, or they join the military or whatever, right? And they finally get it together. Like I was taught to be a freaking loser, right? Lay around on the couch, sleep the better part of my life away, uh, take off work uh, indiscriminately, hope that I get fired, whatever, right? Um, I was raised and taught that, you know might makes right, and you didn't have to be right to be right. You just had to be able to bash the other person's teeth in. And usually they were smaller than you uh, because, you know, you squid like a little girl when somebody your own size and age uh, had more rage coming at you, right? Well, that's what I was taught by this person. And that's being nice. Anyway, so, um, you know, I didn't, I don't know if I accidentally or on purpose found martial arts instructors and military leaders and all that, that helped me achieve what I always thought was possible for me and take it out of fantasy land and put it into reality land so I could be a balanced, like fun loving, you know, like dad and grandpa and friend and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time throw the switch, here's the damn line. This is the way it gets done. I don't want to hear any excuses. Get this shit done. You know what you're responsible for. Get it done. Okay. It's not one or the other. Right? Just like there's not one leadership style that people tend to pick. People tend to pick the leadership style that feels most comfortable for them with their personality type, not the leadership style that's best suited to accomplish the situation in the moment. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, let's go back to this learning thing, right? So, you know, we don't want to do things or we don't like it. Uh, the number of, st- i got a couple of students are coming up on a showdown test um, that are, I hope they're not going to get wrecked because they've been avoiding rolling and all that stuff for the past three, three and a half years. And then they're going to be moving into the showdown to knee on realm. And for us, there's a lot of throw counters and primary throw counter is being able to roll out of a throw. Right or leap or vault or whatever because that's all you got, right? Uh, and there are no mats and all that kind of stuff, right? So um, they're you know they're they're prepping for it and they're trying to make up for two and a half three years where they should have been doing it and getting better at it because they were warned, right? The stuff is coming up, and here it is, right? So now they're shitting a bread basket, right? Um. So of course, well, I don't don't know why I have to do that. I don't understand that. Can't get my head wrapped around it. It doesn't make any sense. Do you trust the person that you're training under that not only do they know the moves and the stuff that you're learning, but that they've actually used it because that's the crux, right? It's one thing to learn from somebody that knows how to do it. I mean, that's that's half the battle, right? They should know how to do the techniques correctly and all that kind of stuff. Great, okay? But if you want to survive in a really bad situation, you should probably learn from somebody that's used the same skills they're teaching you against people that really want to beat, break, or kill them. Is it necessary? No, of course not. Nothing's fucking necessary, right? Breathe. Get up every morning, right? Eat. Necessary, right? Pay taxes, subjective. You can breathe, eat, and get up in the morning from prison, too. It doesn't matter, right? So, uh, (laughs) but sometimes, and it's okay, obviously you ask why, right? So the teacher should be able to put it into context and understand things, right? Like, if your teacher hasn't explained to you that not everybody in the world is gonna punch at you like 80% or better of the people in this system punch because that's what's on the scrolls. Meanwhile, nobody out there in the world (laughs) that I know that's really good at it. Right. All the other people I'm worried about maybe being jumped by, (laughs) they're never going to punch me that way. Right. So um, have have they covered that? Right. Have they covered how what you're doing and the reason you're doing it um, makes makes doing a conventional jab really difficult for this person? makes doing a lead leg front snap kick really difficult because he's gonna have to contort himself or do extra work to even get that to bump you as a landing kind of thing, right? Um, And that's why distance is important. And that's why this particular distance is important and whatever, right? Have they covered uh, the four primary, minimum, four primary attacker psychologies and not only what spurs these people into conflict and want to reach out or how they choose their victims and how you might end up on their radar, but also how their physiology, right? Their build and their personality type affects the type of fight moves that they choose, right? Or the tells that people give that give you hints and clues during your assessment phase as they're freaking moving in, that'll tell you what of this pool of information you have that is the best answers for those things instead of just, I'm going to use my favorites against his favorites and eh, let's see what happens. I love that personality. I love that, that statement. Of course, I'm being facetious, but I have a friend uh, who became a student, right? Um, six, five. I talk about Tim a lot. Tim's Tim's a funny guy. Um, now he's involved in jujitsu now because he is cooking off that, that competitive side of his, his personality, which is cool, right? Uh, but when Tim got involved in training, right, I'm 5'6 and a spit, right? And he's 6'5, right? And at that time, he was like 375 pounds. So, okay, um, trying to throw Tim with muscle, <laughs> right? Trying to punch Tim the way most people uh, punch, right? It looks so pretty in the dojo, right? Um, but they their, their strikes have no bite, and I'm worried that wrists are going to fold and stuff like that because they've never pressure tested them to cause damage, to leave dents in wood or whatever, right? That's not talking about being a tough guy, I'm talking about pressure testing yourself to make sure that you you, you can do what you need to do, right? So, um, but uh, Tim, when he came in, right, uh, he had a hard time getting his head wrapped around things and until, you know, one day he said, you know, um, I love how you explain things and you explain the rationale behind it. That's not how I fight it's going to be moving forward, but I'm a big guy. I can take a lot. So my personality type coming into the dojo was, somebody wants to fight? Okay, let's see what happens. Except that, you know, now he was a nurse, so there's liability issues and he wasn't in the military, right, where you just clear a building by mowing people down, right? everything had changed right a dad and a, you know a husband and everything everything's changed right so uh he, he you know and the, he, now he can kind of compartmentalize it right when he's doing jujitsu sport competitive stuff right he knows it's evenly matched the other guys about his size and strength and all that kind of stuff so we're literally gonna see let's see what happens okay I could win, I could lose, but you know what? I get a do-over, right? I can have a rematch with this guy. We shake hands afterwards. It's The whole context is different, right? There's a whole other realm that if I screw that up, my kids will be talking about daddy as a fond memory, or in a couple of years they might be talking about daddy because it's a completely different person, right? So... Um, sometimes, and, and you'll hear things like this from the Gucci Sensei and some of the other teachers in Japan where you'll ask, you know, why or what lineage that comes from or what scroll it's on. They'll go, doesn't matter. That really pisses people off, right? Doesn't matter, right? Well, why doesn't it matter? Well, it doesn't matter because you can't do it. What's all this other stuff matter if you can't do the moves? Or are you only there to learn the official move? of our style you need to make sure that they're teaching you the right thing seriously the student double checking the teacher right oh this isn't the official stuff from these nine schools uh even if it came from one of the other ancillary schools that you know got absorbed by these primary nine or one of the other what 100 to 150 freaking lineages that has to be said minkyo dentu or whatever that he's not so gay of right so uh, it doesn't, doesn't, okay? If it's not official, you know, I can't put that in my stamp collector album, uh, then uh, I'm not going to put the same kind of brain work into it. Okay? Sometimes it doesn't fucking matter until so you can do it. Then you can get to the next level, and then you can start to explore it and understand why strategically, tactically, whatever. Right. Um, so let me go back to high school. I think it was ninth grade. It's a history class. I think it was ninth grade. It might have been tenth grade. Anyway, um, it was just a couple of weeks ago, right? <laughs> anyway, right, had this teacher. I can picture him and I can't remember his name anymore. Right? There was an American history class. And as a part of this class, I think we had to learn something. Well, I don't think, I'm a little bit vague about what the exact lesson is. But it was something like, I'm just going to pick something here. We had to learn like all 50 states and the capital of each state right it was something like that right um and so here's this thing right and you know everybody's groaning and grumbling and all that and A cool guy right because he would stop and go look you know you're right Memorizing this stuff, if you don't travel, this is never going to mean anything, right? If you don't get into a federal job, this is going to mean nothing, right? If you want to stay ignorant, have no idea, you know, what state is directly north of yours and what state's directly south of yours, other than it's purple and yellow on a map, doesn't matter, right? This has nothing to do with this freaking list. What you're learning how to do is memorize a set piece of data and be able to bring it back without having to run and look it up all the time, okay? You're developing a mental skill that allows you to pull data. And it's not about this one, right? It's who knows what list, right? Can you rattle off your brother's telephone number now that you have uh, cell phones and everything stored? There was a time, believe it or not, youngsters. There was a time that we had to memorize all that shit, okay? Yeah, there were phone books, but if you didn't know your aunt's and uncle's phone number, if you didn't know your home phone number, if you didn't know your grandma's phone number, if you didn't know your uh, friend's phone, whatever, right? Um, they had little things where, you know, people took notes and wrote things down. But for most of us, we do a butt ton of these freaking things, more than most people do today. And they actually had to memorize things way back, right? So how do you, uh, you know, it's, it's, so the lesson had nothing to do with the peace. Of, of what the lesson appeared like, right? So that that was a cool thing, right? Because that started to answer the why, right? Because then, oh crap, okay, well, I'm gonna learn this because I'm exercising a certain faculty that I have that I'm gonna need moving forward. I may not need to know, well, I mean, if you don't know all 50 states and you live in the US, um, capitals, okay, I know probably, I don't know, 46 of them that I'm not in question of. There's a couple I still get wrong because there's a difference between like Philadelphia being a well-known city in Pennsylvania and Harrisburg being the the capital, right? That kind of thing, right? So uh, it's a faculty, right? And it was cool that teacher shared that, oh, okay. This is about brain development and ability, not just this lesson. It looks this way because I'm in this class. It's going to look different in, let's say, a science class or a chem class or whatever, where I am I have to know the periodic table of the elements, right? Or the atomic number of, or whatever, right? Uh, you know, do you have to know your kata? Well, it'd be a good idea if you knew the kata in the block of stuff that you're training on, which is very difficult for people to just run around learning anything and everything, and then they don't have any relative sense of knowing of where they are in the process right so all that matters is what's the number attached to this one. Oh, well great okay so it's third it's fourth it's first it's it's 2700 what what the hell does that mean what does it mean right so anyway right so again all of this all of it if you are self-protection, survival-minded person, right? Regarding lots of life, right? Not just violent shit on the street, right? Then we have to go beyond, like, not even a third of the lessons, right? Densho, list of kata, makimono, right? The philosophies and ideologies and perspective and all that of this particular lineage. Right? Dencho catalog of techniques. Makimono, all the shit behind it that makes that work the way it does and makes it work beyond physical violence. Do you know the principles and concepts so that you can use it to keep yourself balanced and stable and, and okay during arguments or against a pushy salesman? Or against somebody who's wants to say that you are, you know, you're a you're pick one of the fricking popular names these days that you're called if you don't if you don't go along with the agenda of whoever happens to be spouting their 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 self serving shit. And really it's self serving. Ego tries to make it sound like they care about everybody else, but when it comes right down to it, anybody that is leading a cause has a vested interest in that cause. they want things to be that way. Sorry, my wrist is buzzing. Way back in the day for us old people, right? That used to be a Dick Tracy kind of thing, right? Radio watch and all that. This is not a radio watch. But anyway, so um, all right. So again, if if you cannot do what you don't even know it was possible to know or do, and you need that thing, In the context of self-protection, survival, you'll die. Don't be like 99.9% of the population that is so reliant on the social structure and everybody else rushing in to save their ass from their own stupidity or ignorance or unwillingness to take care of themselves. Because if the crutches ever get pulled out from under them, they're screwed. Worse than that, they're going to come latching onto you or attacking you because you have shit that they now need. This is about being self-reliant. Anyway, right? I'm going to stop pounding on this. Right? If if you cannot do what you cannot do, and you must, you will die. Right? Okay? If you're not right about this stuff, your family better look good in black. Right, I'm sure there's other ones that I was thinking about before. They're not in my head at the moment. I see some uh, some people uh, posted some some chat things here on different social things. So uh, a couple of people liked and shared. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your time. Absolutely, not a problem. Uh, what else am I going to do? Right, I got nothing else to do but fifty other projects I'm working on. Which reminds me, on a couple of days, I'm going to be turning the uh, the uh, juice on to. Um, uh, some stuff that I've been putting together, right? That's what I've been doing in the last two and a half weeks. Besides dealing with a house and, and trying to get my freaking life back from this minor fire, major water and smoke damage kind of crap that took out over half my house. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, there's a, a book. It's actually available on Amazon. So if you actually want to go buy it for 10 bucks or whatever, you can do it. It's a a, a fairly short read, but it's on tactics and strategies, principles and concepts and those kind of things, right? That literally, um, there's actually a a review that somebody did that I put on that page um, that this person's from a completely different martial art from ours, right? But they saw the wisdom in this, right? And what they said was, this is something you could literally take and drop into any system, any martial art, any system whatever, and go from training mind, sport, competitive mind, whatever, into this realm of self-protection and all that. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm giving that away, right? So if you got it in the past, I apologize, but I'm giving it away. Uh, and if, you, if you get it, I'm just letting you know up front or whatever, right? Um, there's a there's a back-end offer on it that that's actually offering uh, this program that has a butt-ton of this stuff in it. Um, it's, it's the Module 1 from my program, right? I mean, One of the reasons that I don't do things the way everybody else does it is because my life experience has shown me that if you don't have not just the right lessons, but you don't have the right context, the right perspective and mindset and understanding about all of the things that you're going to have to deal with, right? everybody's mindset stops at kicking his ass. I want to be the guy that when they come at me, I'm going to wipe the floor with his ass and, and yeah, okay. What about protecting yourself against the legal system? Because you're going to have to justify your actions, okay? And just defending myself doesn't cut it. That's coming from somebody who's an ex-cop, ex-federal cop, dealt with the system, understands the politics of shit and, and the way, you got to be careful, right? The psychology about the way people and, and the way juries are, are, um, are, constructed, okay? Uh, you want to get a little sample of this with a little bit of TV twist and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, watch the TV series Bull to understand how jury selection is manipulated to go for each side because what they're hoping for is to stack the jury so that jury either agrees with you or agrees with you, and then the lawyer with a better argument that can convince them and sway their opinion. Okay? How about if you just present things and learn how to do that and and just like all the stuff that we're learning right You take all this time to come to class or not come to class and bounce around youtube and you know, collect who knows what you're collecting right but you take all this time right and you practice right because you are practicing right um and you do all this stuff and but nobody puts any freaking attention into what will i face after this is done when will it be done Because it's not going to be done just because the attack's over, the next attack, right? How well are you going to be able to function for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, right? Okay. And how well are you going to be able to function when it's compounded by police interviews and convincing a district attorney that it was self-defense and not remember all that training you've been doing okay if they're out to get you they're going to use that against you they're going to try to convince everybody that your personality type is so screwed up that you were looking for a reason to damage another human being if you don't believe that's true then you and i can't be friends well we can be friends but there's a whole bunch of other shit that's worse than this that you're not going to believe either so Find somebody else who's going to give you rank, teach you some more monkey moves, and keep on doing what you're doing, right? Anyway, so, uh, but there's stuff in that program, right? I, I loaded this stuff up with how to stay out of jail if you have to use your stuff, uh, you know, how to be the defender and and be confident enough in a moment when you're just shy of, like, pissing yourself, right? And you know that if you screw this up, right? And being the tough guy on the block in a world where they can just shoot you from across the street, and I only hear anything else from because I, I hear it enough from my friends in the art. They want guns to go away. We just make guns go away. Right. Uh, okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. Let's convince all the criminals that already don't follow laws that, right, that you as somebody who could use a tool to neutralize an advantage that this jack wagon has. Right. Um, we'll just, you know, cause it is what it is. Right. So I don't get into, into those arguments and conversations because both sides, both the extremists on both sides, they're both wrong, okay? And the people in the middle, most of them are confused. So those of us who know do our thing. Those who don't do their thing, I'm not having that conversation, okay? Because I'm not here to reeducate the masses. I'm here to help those who know how bad the problem is want to know what they really have to solve and they want the solution to the problem but to get the solution to a problem you have to like a doctor first diagnose the problem correctly otherwise as one of my teachers used to say it's like taking a jello mold not the not the pan right you've made the jello right and nailing it onto a wall as artwork as decoration right and hoping it'll just stay there okay so Anyway, so Shoshi uh, Paul has walked in, and I'm going to have to make sure that I filter everything because he's the one that checks on all my stuff to make sure I'm right, as all students do, right? You make sure the teacher's teaching the right shit because, you know, the student knows better, right? So <laughs> he's over there with an <laughs> embarrassed grin on his face now. Anyway, all right, so we uh, me need to see if anybody else, uh, let's see. Thank you for sharing. I never learned to love the uncle who forced me to walk on eggshells all the time he was around. Fair enough, right? Um, I would say the same thing about the, 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 the animal that raised me, right? My stepdad. I never learned to love him. I came to love him, but not for the same reasons that most people do, right? He had value a lot. What was required, though, was for me to read. Re-engineer the lessons, reverse-engineer the lessons, so that he became a teacher, and not somebody that, <laughs> if not daily, weekly, or monthly, came close to putting me in a hospital or. You know, if, when you when you read the one page I put together, uh, or you listen to episode sixty nine, right? Um, you know, what set me on the path was the day that he almost killed my mom, right? So anyway, um, but I'd love to have a t-shirt made. Just a really good reminder to people who like to pick and choose their training because of things that they're going to do the things they like and they're going to avoid the things they dislike because that's how adults operate, right? Okay? Uh, no, that's the child mind. Um, it's one simple sentence. Nobody ever said you had to like it. You're certainly not gonna like being attacked. And if you do, then perhaps somebody different than me that has like a psychiatry degree or something, right? Um, would be somebody best uh, for you to get some some help from. Anyway, I, could, I got a couple of names. Uh, I don't know what they charge on a cons- consultation basis, but anyway, so. Uh, anyway. So think about this, right? Consequences. Right? Um, again, I'm, really, I'm going out of my way to not tell you stories and try to share things like some teacher who learned some cool shit that's trying to get you to do things their way. Right? I don't care if you do my stuff or not. I have a reason for choosing this. Right? After going through a bunch of other systems and teachers and all that. Right? You don't have to do my stuff. But whatever it is that you do has to match the problem you're going to face. And that's that's where it is. Okay? All right, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, thankful to everybody that stayed on if you're listening to this later on uh, as a podcast on apple or stitcher or wherever you happen to be doing that or watching it later on facebook or youtube or what's the other one we're on uh twitter periscope whatever okay um, great uh, if you want to contact me you want to send uh, uh some questions or uh you'd like to hear me teach on something or whatever um you can send an email to warrior c That's W-A-R-R-I-O-R, right? For those who are non-native English speakers, because I would hope that native English speakers could spell a fricking word, right? Warrior C, the letter C, right? Uh, At warrior-concepts-online.com. Later on, when we edit the video, it'll be down there, or it'll be in a link or something like that. But warrior C at warrior-concepts-online.com. You can send questions or topic requests or, you know, stump the chump things like, I saw this happen. Uh, how would you handle it? Well, my default is I don't know I wasn't there, but if you give me enough detail, I'll give my best shot, okay? As long as we both agree I wasn't there. So therefore, okay, I answer those questions slightly better than I answer the questions that, per, that follow somebody coming to me and ranting and raving about some incident they got in with, to with somebody, right? And they did whatever they did. And then they look at me and they say, what would you have done if you were me? Guess what my answer is? You're right. I don't know. I'm not you. But given that you're not telling me a single, a one-sided skewed story, what I would do, my personality perspective and way of handling things, that's what I would do. But I'm not giving you advice. The problem with people who go looking for advice is they want to take somebody else's thing, and then when it fails, they have somebody else to blame, so they don't have to blame themselves. If we didn't blame to begin with, we wouldn't have that bullshit game to play. But anyway, at that, I'm going to wrap this up. Again... If you want to send me anything, questions, comments, whatever, just know that my students, my, my inner circle guys, and all that, and my uh, active training students, they get priority, so it might take 24 to 72 hours to get an answer back to you. Don't get your bee on a bonnet or whatever the hell these, these statements are or whatever, right? Um, don't send me another flaming email that I'm ignoring you or whatever, right? Um, uh, just I'll, I'll answer it, okay? Um, in one fashion or another, <laughs> okay? I can't even promise to answer all of them. I promise to read them all uh, and I will, I'll, I'll get back an expedient thing if nothing else, all right? All right, somebody else had something that just popped in. Uh, thank you so much for starting this back. It's this kind of regular martial warrior talk that helps us on the daily outside of class, on the daily outside of class. Okay, so happy that you're doing better with the house and rebuilding and such. Norwegian for many things. Sorry, I probably just butchered that because I just tried to pronounce it like Japanese because I don't do Norwegian. I guess that's as close as I get to it. Anyway, all right, that's it, guys. I'm going to wrap this up. I'll talk to everybody again next time. Uh, I just have to wire something here so I can do the f- formal clothing, cl- clothing. Closing. See, I should just stop because I'm, I'm uh, done at this point. Let's see. Hold on. Well, you don't have to hold on. You can go. I just need to put a little closing on here. And my computer is now very, very, very slow. All right. Let's see if that works. Huh. Maybe not. (laughs) All right. It should pull up here. And if it doesn't, we'll tack it on to the the recordings at the end. Uh, Oh, there it is. All right. That's it. See you guys in episode 76. Bye-bye. Get more of Kuden Radio, subscribe to your favorite podcasting site, or subscribe at com.